as we approach 10 million cases in the United States and almost a quarter million deaths, what we've seen in the last 11 months is a persistence of excess risk for COVID cases as well as mortality among communities of color where Black and Latino and Indigenous individuals have a threefold higher risk of acquiring COVID-19 and Pacific Islanders have a two and a half fold higher risk with Asian Americans having a 20% higher risk. When it comes to mortality, although these data are a month old, the trends will still persist in that one out of every thousand Black Americans, Indigenous Americans has died of COVID compared to about one in 1800 white Americans. These data show that even if you adjust for hospitalization, um, for the risk factors for um, underlying conditions, as well as socio-demographic characteristics, the risk of hospitalization is highest among Black in blue, Hispanics and Asians compared to whites, and the risk of dying is also similarly higher in communities of color. When COVID uh, disproportionately affected Black communities in the East Coast, the big question was why. And the most obvious question was a higher risk of exposure among essential workers. This work was uh, chronicled at UCSF, where they tested individuals, mostly Mexican-American, in the Mission District of San Francisco, and showed that 90% could not work from home. So these are the people who are at higher risk, those who don't have the luxury of working behind the shield of a laptop. And since then, other factors have also been um, assessed to examine the higher risk for COVID and the underlying conditions that increase the risk of COVID disparities. In early July and, and even before that, the Navajo Nation had a higher per capita rate of COVID infection compared to New York City. Why is that? A lot of the structural determinants of health, including decent housing, nutrition, transportation, and access to healthcare were absent in the Navajo Nation. 40% of Navajo households do not have running water, so that the very uh, basic intervention to prevent transmission, to, to wash your hands, was not feasible in the Navajo Nation. To your right, you'll see a headline that appeared this weekend and shows that in South Dakota, one of the states where that's experiencing a surge in COVID-19 now, Native Americans in South Dakota comprise just 9% of their population, but about 20% of COVID cases. Nationally, Pacific Islanders, who tend to be overlooked because they're a small community, or they tend to be reported aggregately with Asian Americans, thereby obscuring their higher risk, not just for COVID, but for other conditions such as type 2 diabetes, um, are they also have a higher risk, not just in California, but in states like Utah and Arkansas. Earlier reports in San Francisco showed that half of the COVID deaths occurred among Asian Americans. The assumption is that Asian Americans are at lower risk, but uh, once they're um, identified as the case, their case fatality rates are highest. And a new publication showed that uh, California's Filipino nurses, so 
as a former U.S. colony, nursing and medical education in the Philippines followed a U.S. curriculum. So one out of every five nurses in California is Filipino. However, among all the COVID deaths among nurses in California, 70% are Filipino-American. So these trends in excess risk of COVID prevalence and mortality are observed in England, where Black uh, Caribbean, Black Africans, Asians uh, who are predominantly of South Asian descent are also uh, at risk for higher COVID mortality. And these trends have been found in countries like Brazil also, where their Black communities seem to be at higher risk. Locally in San Diego, you'll see that Native Hawaiians and Pacific Islanders as well as Latinos have the highest prevalence per capita of COVID infection. That's true in Los Angeles and in the state of California. These data are, uh, California data are not shown. And if among the COVID cases in San Diego, the uh, highest proportion of cases who are hospitalized are Asian Americans followed by Blacks, and the highest case fatality rates, these are the deaths among the cases, are highest among Asian Americans and whites. In Los Angeles and in the entire state of California, the case fatality rates are highest among Asian and black COVID patients. However, you don't hear this much in the national narrative, even though California has the largest Asian American population. What's also limited is that Asians are reported aggregately. So we don't know if they're Filipinos or Vietnamese or, or Chinese. We don't know what languages the contact tracers need to uh, have fluency in or other cultural nuances. The map on your left shows the uh, COVID cases just in the last two weeks of October and they've been quite consistent where the zip codes that are near the border or below the eight, the, the eight freeway have consistently had the highest risk for COVID cases. And these, if you plot how many grocery stores are present in these zip codes in Southeast San Diego, for example, um, there's only one grocery store so that the opportunity to maintain a healthy lifestyle keep, uh, prevent diabetes or lifestyle associated conditions such, a, such as hypertension are minimized in places that have uh, food deserts such as in Southeast San Diego. And we have the opportunity to work with the county to establish a testing site when none was available. And since then, uh, many testing sites have been available. The impact for people who um, do not have COVID but uh, the impact on the COVID economy also disproportionately affects Blacks and Latinos who in San Diego tend to have a higher risk of losing their jobs or, or living in COVID hotspots, living in multi-generational homes. Uh, redlining has prevented the opportunity to purchase homes in selected neighborhoods. And so you see very crowded uh, housing density in those areas. Certain occupations, such as agricultural workers in Imperial Valley, where they uh, commute in crowded vans, have limited um, access to care, and then have to make the decision about quarantining at home and not having a salary to support their family. We, um, the 
people from the Marshall Islands are recruited from these island nations to work in food processing plants, also very crowded, and that's explained some of their high risk for COVID in Pacific Islander communities. However, as legal non-immigrants, they don't have access to health care the way people from American Samoa or Guam have. And then finally, when we talk about the digital divide, um, the Los Angeles is reporting a surge in low grades in Ds and Fs among children um, who are who don't have parents who can um, homeschool or tutor them, supplement their education while they're learning distantly. So some of the factors that contribute to the higher risk include occupational exposures, low wages, segregated housing, high-density housing, environmental policies such as the limited water access, toxic exposures that exacerbate their risk for, for lung disease, inadequate access to testing sites, and delayed healthcare access, What's been noticed in San Francisco as well as, as in San Diego is that Asians um, tend to not be tested as frequently as their caseload. So the surge in anti-Asian hate crime has um, forced a lot of especially elder Asian migrants to remain home. Undocumented status also among um, immigrant populations has also been a barrier. And um, as I mentioned earlier, the structural racism and social injustice and inequities to support a healthy lifestyle um, exacerbates the risk for any chronic condition um, and especially an infectious disease. What are the new opportunities? In October, California launched the COVID-19 health equity metric, the first in the nation, which evaluates testing positivity uh, that considers the lowest healthy conditions before um, a, a county can advance to a more flexible tier to reopen. The National Institutes of Health, where I have the opportunity to serve on the NIH Council of Councils and previously on the National Institute of Minority Health and Health Disparities, um, has provided several grant opportunities, including um, several grants that were awarded to San Diego to enhance COVID testing along the border in San Isidro. Um, Dr. Susan Little and Steve Spector and, and many others are involved in vaccine trials. So these are just some opportunities to um, address some of these disparities in communities that are disproportionately affected by the COVID pandemic. Thank you. Mm -hmm.